Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We live in an era where moviegoers generally know far too much about a film before we actually sit down to watch it. Sometimes though, studios do manage to downplay or hide things in plain sight, and we go into a film thinking that it's one thing, only to realise that it's something else entirely. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 upcoming movies that aren't what you think. Number 10, it isn't part of the MCU, Morbius. Morbius is the latest entry in the somewhat confusing Sony universe of Marvel characters, otherwise known as the Spunk. Now, if you might remember, the first entry into the the Spunk Venom had no direct connections to the MCU. However, the trailers for the upcoming and many times delayed Morbius do reveal a direct connection to the MCU in the form of Michael Keaton's Vulture, who of course appeared in Spider-Man Homecoming. So with this teased and an image of Spider-Man shown graffitied onto a wall, many were expecting that this will be some kind of proper MCU installment. However, despite Morbius star Tyrese Gibson recently seemingly confirming that the film was explicitly part of the MCU, Sony Pictures followed that up with a statement to GameSpot clarifying that the film absolutely isn't in the MCU at all. Keeping track? Basically, this awkward agreement between Marvel and Sony allowed characters from the MCU to dip their toes into a little bit of spunk, but that can't work the other way around, and the MCU can, if it wants, just ignore anything that Sony does with their movies. I mean, this is difficult for me and you to follow, right? I can't imagine any casual audiences knowing the intricacies of these contracts between these big companies. Number nine, it isn't setting up a new franchise, Indiana Jones 5. The currently shooting fifth Indiana Jones film is widely anticipated to be the final one starring the now 79-year-old Harrison Ford. With that being said though, there is the understandable assumption that this fifth movie is being made to pass the baton down to some kind of new character so that Disney can continue the franchise once Ford is retired. With Shia LaBeouf confirmed to not be returning as Indiana Jones' son a month though, the next best assumption was that Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, who was rumoured to be playing an older student of Indy's, was next in line to have this franchise. However, you might have missed last year that Kathleen Kennedy, who was a producer on the movie, described the film as the fifth and final entry into the Indiana Jones franchise. So while this doesn't preclude Indiana Jones getting a reboot or another sequel in 10, 20 years with a new star, it doesn't look like they're making Indiana Jones 5 as a gateway to a new franchise, but rather to be a dignified end for Indiana Jones as a character. 
Number eight, it's actually an anthology film, The French Dispatch. It feels like we've been waiting forever to see Wes Anderson's new movie, The French Dispatch. Originally due to release in summer 2020, the pandemic pushed it back a whole 15 months and it's now set to drop this October. Anderson's film did get its premiere back at Cannes in July though, where it got wildly positive reviews. However, those reviews also confirmed that this will indeed be an anthology film, specifically a five-part anthology film. Though the French Dispatch's press notes have always referred to it as an anthology, and the trailers do indeed note the film being comprised of separate stories, few seem to realise that it was an outright anthology until its can premiere. And this might have been an intentional move on the part of distributor Searchlight Pictures, as anthology movies in the past haven't fared all that well at the box office. There certainly seems to be a ceiling on them when compared to your big blockbusters or even other smash hit indie movies. And given that many of the reviews as well pointed out that the anthology framing might alienate some moviegoers, especially casual moviegoers, you can understand why this element of the film isn't entirely hidden, but is certainly not being put right at the forefront of the marketing. Number seven, it isn't a horror film, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Badness. Superhero movies and hyperbole go hand in hand. When someone involved with one of these seemingly makes just a random offhand remark, the internet can absolutely run with it and blow it out of proportion. Hell, we're as guilty as doing that as anyone else. We all want to know what these movies are and we'll take any crumb of potential information and talk about it to death. We're all just Charlie Day in that episode of It's Always Sunny. That's, that's all I'm saying. What this has to do with In the Multiverse of Madness, though, is that even before production properly started, some personnel on the movie were quoted as describing it as an MCU horror film. And so that snowballed into many people announcing that it was indeed going to be the MCU's proper first foray into the horror genre properly. This was only exacerbated when Sam Raimi joined the project as well, replacing original horror director Scott Derrickson, not just because of Raimi's prior connection to the horror genre with the likes of Drag Me to Hell and Evil Dead, but because the writer that he brought on board to rewrite the movie was also quoted as bigging up these horror elements, talking about certain scary scenes. Consequently, these claims spread like wildfire, and it took MCU head honcho Kevin Feige himself conducting an interview to clarify that no, In the Multiverse of Madness isn't going to be a straight-up MCU horror movie, but it will be an MCU movie with a very scary scenes, as he put it. So there you have it, it's not going to be a straight horror, but hey, it is going to be a straight-up Sam Raimi movie, and after so long being away from the camera, that's good enough for me. I want, I want just infinite Sam Raimi movies, please. Please, Sam, Sam the man, make it happen. Sam the man, Sam the man doesn't rhyme. Sam, that didn't rhyme, that wasn't in the script. I just tried to go ad-lib and messed it up entirely, so you can have that as a treat. Number six, it's not a reboot, Scream. In this case, the studio only really has themselves to blame for all the confusion. And that's because the upcoming already wrapped fifth entry into the Scream series, set for release early next year, is simply titled Scream. And given as it shares the same title as the classic 1996 movie, you can't really blame for audiences and viewers expecting it to be something of a reboot rather than a sequel. But with the series' penchant for genre satire and the original three cast members set to return, it would presumably be a soft reboot at best, ushering out David Arquette, Neve Campbell and Courtney Cox, while transitioning into a newer, younger cast and not unlike the recent trilogy of Star Wars films. 
However, the directors have recently confirmed that this isn't the angle at all. Despite being called just Scream Again, this isn't going to be any kind of reboot. It's going to be a direct sequel rather than some kind of cash grab just trying to revive a dead franchise to make a quick buck. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Number 5. It's a giallo film, Malignant. The first trailer for James Wan's new horror film kinda just paints it as yet another supernatural horror from a director known for supernatural horror. However, word has been doing the rounds online as early as last year that the movie initially tested very poorly with test audiences, which is part of the reason why it's taken it so long to come out. And part of why it's tested so poorly is because it's not the conventional horror film I think a lot of people are expecting it to be. Instead, it's going to be one's homage to Giallo, an Italian subgenre that peaked in popularity in the 1970s. These films were often noted for being melodramatic murder mysteries involving the graphic murder of women by masked killers, with bright neon being a popular aesthetic choice as well, which was popularized by Dario Argento's contributions to the genre. So, one's film being a more niche love letter to a genre which has little mainstream appeal could explain why it tested so poorly with those audiences, but for my money, that just makes it even more interesting. I love James Wan and would see anything the dude does, and I would have taken another Conjuring-esque supernatural thriller, but something a bit more unconventional, something a bit more passion project-y, that sounds, that sounds much more intriguing to me. Number four, it isn't Chris Hemsworth's last Thor movie, Thor Love and Thunder. For a while, many believed that Avengers Endgame would be the final time we saw Chris Hemsworth as Thor, considering that his MCU contract was up with that film, and that the story itself saw him passing the baton down to Valkyrie as the leader of New Asgard. But, of course, Hemsworth recently just rapped on Thor Love and Thunder, the sequel to Thor Ragnarok. Still, without any word of him signing a new contract, rumors started again about Love and Thunder potentially being his last Thor movie. This was especially compounded because Natalie Portman was being brought back as Jane Foster to be the new female Thor. However, this was all cleared up last year as Hemsworth went on record and said that this isn't going to be his retirement movie. In fact, he doesn't see himself retiring as Thor 
anytime soon. He said, quote, Are you crazy? I'm not going into any retirement period. Thor is far too young for that. He's only 1,500 years old. It's definitely not a film that I say goodbye to this brand. At least, I hope so. Number three, it's a sexually graphic biopic, Blonde. Netflix's upcoming drama Blonde will star Anna de Armas as the legendary actress Marilyn Monroe. And since it was announced, the general expectation is that Netflix is going for an awards contender. They're looking at the Oscars and they're wanting to win them all. Unfortunately for them, recent reports have suggested that director Andrew Dominique has delivered a completely different movie to what they were expecting. So different, in fact, if the scuttlebutt picked up by World of Real is to be believed, that the director has actually delivered a quote-unquote extremely sexually graphic NC-17 depiction of Marilyn Monroe's life. And apparently this has completely blindsided Netflix. The report goes on to say that Netflix was expecting this kind of big awards baby movie, and what they got instead was a quote-unquote vague, obtuse arthouse film that apparently won't play very well to general audiences. As a result, they've allegedly gone to war with the director over Final Cut on the movie. Though it is just a rumour, this actually does line up with what we've heard about the film beforehand. Joyce Carol Oates, who wrote the book that the movie is based on, saw an early cut of the film and described it as quote, startling, brilliant, and very disturbing. Number two, it's not a zombie film, Army of Thieves. Army of Thieves is the upcoming spin-off to Zack Snyder's zombie heist movie, Army of the Dead, and as a result, you were probably expecting it to be more zombie mayhem and more blood and guts, but that's not the case. While the film is a prequel, Zack Snyder has actually said that it's not going to be a zombie film at all. Producer Deborah Snyder elaborated on this a little bit more, saying that it actually has more in common with a romantic comedy movie than it does a heist movie, never mind a zombie heist movie. So, those of you expecting it to be more of the same, essentially, are going to be potentially a little bit disappointed, so let's hope the trailers definitely clarify what this thing is well before we finally see it. Number one, it's not another reboot, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. It was recently confirmed that the now shooting Transformers Rise of the Beasts will come with an all new human cast, led by Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback. Though many fans assume that the next Transformers film would probably bring back Hayley Steinfeld from franchise reboot Bumblebee, this isn't apparently the case. And because of this, many people then assumed that this was going to be yet another reboot of the IP rather than a continuation of the fan-favourite Bumblebee. But it has since been confirmed that Rise of the Beasts, even with the new cast, will be a direct sequel to Bumblebee and not any kind of new reboot. Given that we know Bumblebee will appear in the film, but Steinfeld's Charlie Watson won't, it will be interesting to see how the movie addresses this, if it even does at all. No matter what happens with that character, though, we can be safe in the knowledge that this won't be wiping the slate clean, but we'll be following up what everyone loves. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details about Bumblebee.